1: Welcome to Never Had It So Good, Sports Talk Radio. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, David Duck Raleigh and also Tim Moore. How are you all doing, gentlemen? You're Do well.
2: how well, p- for show, Princess. Good job.
1: That, that was really a good show. And I have a question for both of you all, because, Tim, I never thought about this. When their names appeared on the transfer portal list, and there, of course, were... P- Plenty who were monitoring, monitoring it. Then here comes everybody calling. I didn't. I don't know if I thought that there was this old whole considered rush onto them, and that they would be getting calls from everywhere. Your thoughts about that? Well,
0: you, you know, I, I was a little surprised that they were not um, notified as to what would happen <clears throat> by someone, the NCAA or someone, when they decided to uh, to actually sign up but i um i'm not terribly surprised that there was an onslaught because there are schools around the country now i think that feel like they have a chance that may not have felt yeah. like it before um now that the transport for portal is there they have an opportunity to turn their program around in a very short period of time so uh and 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 then again that's probably not always the case with every kid. I mean, you've got a kid who's at the University of Michigan, a kid who's at the yeah. University uh, at the Ohio State University. Um, just the fact that they're there and uh, competitive at those schools, a
1: lot of other schools are going to take notice. Yeah, consider themselves really fortunate that they had a lot of attention right away. Duck, your thoughts about this? She said the onslaught because no one warned them that, hey, you're – your name is now in there, you know, um, the onslaught of calls. Talk about that for a little bit, and then get, we'll get Mr. Serena in here.
2: Yeah, you know, you also got to remember, too, uh, people are kind of hinting around, uh, you know, they already yeah. know who's, in, uh, who's on each uh, college team. So they're looking. They're looking already. You know, this kid was a five-star. He's not getting a play this year. So who who do we know when we were recruiting this kid that we could kind of reach out to without you know there really
1: you
2: know. without really saying you know saying we're looking but we are looking that type deal but uh and it, it makes it uh it makes it a lot easier for them they they kind of, they have people that follow the you know they hire guys just to follow the portal mm-hmm. so they yeah they know they know what's going on so it's no secret it's not like you know, like Tim was saying that, you know, somebody would kind of tell them what to look out for. They, you know, the NCAA is having a hard enough time trying to deal with that uh, NIL and all this other stuff, so they probably ain't any worried about that, Tim. Yeah, you know,
3: yeah, yeah. True enough. You
1: know I, I I see a lot of time on social media. Um, I hear from a reliable so- source that you know this player is going to enter the portal. Um, you know, so you even hear that. So there's a lot of stuff in and movement, even before the movement ha- happens, um, for sure. That was a great show. Thank you, Shoshana Cook, Pat Brown, and also Rakesha, um Cowan. I really appreciate you all being so honest and candid with us. Let's turn our attention now to Miss Serena. We'll welcome her to the show. Um, and the reason I said that is because I didn't want to mess up that last name, the pronunciation. How are you doing today? Hi. Hello. This is Serena, folks. I'm good. How about yourself? Doing really good. Doing really good. Thank you for taking time out to be with us, and happy Mother's Day. You too. Well, if you're a mom, you too, and thank you yes. for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Tim and Duck, go ahead and get started, and I'll come back right. the end.
2: Before I even get started, I'm throwing the, the white flag into you. All right. Did you catch it?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, yes,
1: right.
4: you owe it. You owe it. I'm still <laughs> waiting on my uh, congratulations.
2: Okay. You're breaking uh-uh. up. Anyway. Okay, uh-huh. hold on, let
4: me try I'm sorry, give me a second here. Let me see. Oh, he's playing. Uh, Is he's playing He was playing. You're not breaking yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> he owes me congratulations, he knows. Okay.
2: All right, Chris. Let me Chris, let me come out of the tunnel. Hold on a minute.
1: Whatever. Whatever. Okay.
2: All right. Now, Serena, again, yes, I'm happy,
4: listening.
2: Happy Mother's Day.
4: Thank you.
2: Okay. Okay. Give us a little bit of your background. How, tell us a little bit about Mom Serena.
4: We oui. Okay. Well, um, Mom Serena is actually, I was actually born in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and um, I moved to Indianapolis uh, around in 91. And at that time I was already a, a parent when I moved here. Um, you know, there were some challenges uh, leaving home and there were some challenges of also being a single parent raising children, you know, in a uh, – appeared to be a foreign, you know, city. But, you know, we, we made it through. We did our best with the help of my parents uh, that were still remaining in Fort Wayne and family and friends. So uh, it, it wasn't very easy because I was a young mother. Okay.
2: Um when did you realize that a Julius was pretty good?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I would say Jew really started to soar probably grade
4: school, right before middle school. Um, he Now, let me start here. Julius was actually involved in various activities. So it wasn't just football. I had him to be, you know, in different sports. I wanted him to be well-rounded. But, however, it seemed like football was the sports that he actually became passionate about, the one that he took up most interest in. So I would say probably around grade school, right before middle school, uh, when he was on some of the travel teams, you know, as a little young tyke or however they called him at that time, and I would have – Uh, high school coaches actually approached me, and, you know, and this is no lie, they would say, you know, your son is going to be something one day. And then those that he um, was under, you know, those that coached Julius all said they saw a great potential. So when he started saying, hey, Ma, um, I'm going to the NFL, at a young age, you know, at that time you just say, okay, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 900 other kids said the same thing, you know, we're going to the NFL. So I was like, okay. So at that time, my 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 role as a parent was just to continue to give him um, an avenue, an outlet to keep him from being into trouble, you know, just, you know, keeping busy because you know how boys can get. And so that was just my, my goal at that time was just to find some things for him to do. He's a boy. And Julius was truly, I have an older son too, they were pure boys, just into everything. He was a daredevil at that time. He had um, no sense of um, um, of fear. So, you know, I just had to do what I could at that time as a mother um, to keep him busy raising a young boy. But once he started like, you know, sneaking late at night, uh, watching old school uh, football games, and at his time, uh, Juju did not watch football players of his era. You know, it was players from many, many years ago. And then he started to actually like not just watch them play, but he was learning their plays. He was learning um, the techniques of football back then, you know, way before he was even born, you know. So he was watching the Jim Browns, the old. And so then I knew like, okay, so maybe this boy is serious. <laughs> and then once we got to middle school, he started to soar. Um, that's when people would say, like, no, he's not in the seventh grade or so and I was like, yeah, he's, he's seventh grader. So he was playing as a high school kid in grade school and in middle school, you know. So back then we, we knew we had something special.
2: Okay. Uh, as a mom, and you, you said as a single mom, um, the recruiting process, you know, you had an older son. Did he go through it, or was Julius, was this new for you, going through that recruiting process?
4: It it was new. So my son, Channing, he played, you know, some sports. He did. He did baseball. Um, He didn't really care too much for basketball, and he did football. He did very well in football. But um, at a young age, um, he decided to live with his dad for a little while. So that love he started getting involved in other things. He's more of a, a, a tech guru and and someone that you know is really passionate about. Um... Okay, I am so sorry. Julius is chiming in right now. <laughs> put him on. We're, we're,
2: we're, put him on? on. Okay. Well, hold on.
4: Let me let, let me put him on. Hold on. Hello, Julius.
2: Hello, Serena. <laughs>
4: Do you're um, on the podcast, so just say hello. Oh,
3: Emma, I have to say yeah.
4: something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't.
3: What up, what up, what up, what up, peoples?
2: Hi, <laughs> right, right, Jew, uh, this is uh, David Riley. We just want to congratulate you on being drafted, and uh, we're just asking your mom on uh, uh, Mother's Day, you know, this is day after Mother's Day, just some questions about the process that she went through with you, and you might wanna tell us a little bit about the recruiting process that you went through going into college. Oh, uh, yeah, most of this. Uh yeah, I actually i was going to ask you then later, Mom. But uh Yeah <laughs> <Please> um, <man.
1: laughs>
3: No yeah, for me, I mean yeah, the recruiting process, yeah, it was it was pretty good, you know. I got my first offer out of high school after like my freshman year. Um, so try to get a lot of recognition pretty early on, you know, coming out of here in Indian, um yeah, so I had a lot of the Midwest, like the Big Ten offers. Ultimately, I felt like the best decision for me at that time was to go to the University of Iowa. Um, things, you know, started out pretty good for me, and then, you know, just black well, things just kind of transitioned. So, I just had to pivot a little bit, and ultimately decided just to bet on myself and, and go on the transfer portal. Kind of, before it was kind of what it is now. It's crazy, like free agency now. So, I went into it pretty blind. I didn't know how it would play out for me. Um, the free-time transfer rule wasn't a thing yet, but once, once I uh, went in and went into the portal, uh, ended up picking Kansas State, and then when I got there, they was like, yeah, there's a uh, new rules just got passed, like, it'll be good to just play right away in, uh, in the fall, so yeah, it was just full of open there, but yeah, the process for me, uh, and I was very fortunate, but, you know, to have a lot of different options coming out of high school, so uh, yeah, once I decided to make that, Transition and transfer from, from Iowa to Kansas State, you know, it was a big thing for me, a real big decision, but it was it was the best decision I could have made for myself and my family.
4: And I'm going okay. to piggyback a little bit. Um, but as I was stating for my son, did, CJ, no, we didn't get as far as we did with uh, Julius. But, however, for me, uh, with the recruiting, it, it was not as simple because there were some things as a parent, I was not fully aware of, so I had to rely on um, some source resources from school, and then also talk to my big brother slash cousin Dennis' folks, um, who kept me a brisk on how things were going to go. And the problem, and the things that I ran into were obstacles. Were trying to know, like you, the coaches tell you so much, and, and if there's parents out there right now going through this. Um, please find someone that you can link up with and actually help you go through this process because it's, it's difficult. You don't know who to believe. You don't know what to believe. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what schools are going to be the best school for your kid because Julius knew that I was not looking just at him going off to school as an athlete. I'm looking at the whole picture. So you're going to be a student athlete. So I want to know who has the best grades who uh, had the high graduating um class. So I was looking at it more than just as a football standpoint. That's how Ju looked at it, but that's not what I saw. So he knows, you know, we could talk about it now. But um when Vanderbilt knocked on Julia's door, I was all for it. You know, that was I was all for Vanderbilt because of that. But Juju kept saying, Mama, have you seen their football record? I was like, Boy, I don't care about that. Look at you know, at Vanderbilt it's Vanderbilt. And he was like, mom. So we kind of went back and forth with that. But however, then he says, well, you know, he got excited about Iowa and he knows what page I was on as far as that. But however, as Julia said, it, it worked out. When it was a test that he went through when he went to Iowa, Juju had over like 15 offers to go to school. But once um, he made up his mind, That's what he did. So all I could do was step back at that time and say, you know, he's making the best choice for me. It may not have been the choice that I wanted, but it was for him. And so once we started learning that process, then, you know, things became a little smooth, and then we had another bump in the road, and he decided to transfer. Once that happened, um, I kind of shut down because I was like, I've been through this. I don't want to do it anymore anymore. So I let my brother Dennis take over and talk to a lot of the coaches. But he helped guide Juju a lot. And Juju really did make the best decision. when It was just something about talking to Kansas um, that just really fit. You know, it was just a good fit. And I was, you know, I told Julius, we've gone from driving five hours. Now you're giving me a 10-hour drive. But, <laughs> however, it worked out. It, it really was a good fit. So I, I'm glad that it happened. And, you know, God just tested him at that moment. He passed the test.
2: Okay, I'm going I'm to come back to Jude just because I want to know, was it a harder decision going to college than entering the transfer portal? Jude, Did we lose him?
4: Uh, I will see. I, I'm not sure. You know, he's in in the camp right now. Right, so right, right. Let me so, check but, and see if we lost him. But he'll come back. You know what? I think for Ju, I'm, I'm going to speak a little bit on that. And I get that.: um, um, I think it was easier for him the first round, because he had already had, a, had his mind made up. Um, he was looking he, he did his research on various schools. He did his research as far as what would be the best for him in the position that he played. And Iowa, everyone knows, is pretty well known, you know, for their defensive backs and getting them to that next level. Mm -hmm. So that, I think for Julius, it was, you know, at that time, a no-brainer. Okay, he's calling back. Let me get him back on here. Okay. Um, Jude, the question was asked, uh, what was easier, going uh, to uh, um, um, the first recruiting process or going into the transfer portal? And I would say the transfer portal was, a little difficult because of that time, you know. Are you still going to be looked at as well as you were the first time going in? Um, you, are, you said are you which one and was tougher? What did you yeah, see? which one was easier for you, the first time or the second, or going into the transfer portal?
3: For me, honestly, the second time. See, of <laughs> my school, no, it was easier. Oh, okay. That was easier, and the reason because is it wasn't a foreign environment for me anymore. When I'm coming out of high school and I'm picking the college, it's a lot of different things you don't know. You go on these visits and obviously, you know, they're selling you the good stuff, all the positives. You're getting the top notch treatment. Um and yeah, you just you're young, you know. You're just not fully aware of everything that's fully going on because you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And, um, yeah, it's their job to sell you, you know, certain things and to, you know, to win you over to get you to the, to the program. Now, after being at Iowa for three years and then going into the process of picking a new school, I'm fully aware now of how the process, how the game goes. So now I know the right questions to ask. Um how to approach certain things? I'm going on these these visits and meetings and you know, just being more aware of you know what I'm actually getting myself into because I've been through it now firsthand experience. I don't have to rely on somebody else to tell me this or that. So, for me, for sure, you know, just growing up, maturing, um, like I said, the experience aspect. Um, picking my school the second time is definitely easier. And okay. I
4: wouldn't say the difference. But... Uh,
2: okay, why why would you just say yeah. the difference?
4: Because um, for me, and and this is because I'm in-house with Julius, um, like I said, he pretty much did his research and he knew what schools. But, yes, that does make a lot more sense that he was fully more aware and what questions to ask. But, however, I think it's an iffy chance sometimes when these young men do go back or, you know, an athlete goes back into the portal because you may not be the same um, big star as you were when you were coming fresh out of high school, you know. But then you have to look at it. You There's some maturity there. There's some growth there. Um, you've had some time of experience. But from what I have gathered on both ends is that, you know, you get questioned, like, why now? Why you want to go into the portal? What is it about this kid? Because that's what I had received once started. Uh, we started getting calls from agents. You know, it was uh, questionable, like, well, what happened at Iowa? Why didn't he stay? Why did he have to go in the portal? You know, so those were questions that I did not want to answer at that time, but it's something people wanted to know. So that's why I felt that the beginning process of it, you know, may, yeah, it's harder, but I think that he did the right choice for him. Going into it the second time around is, is questionable, like, well, what are people thinking And What are people saying? Um do they think I made the right choice? And are people using the transfer portal just so they can be able to play? Or, you know, I saw a lot of comments, you know, oh, he just got mad because he couldn't be, you know, the number one star anymore, so now he's leaving. You know, and that's not always the case.
3: Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, uh, I can't stand too long. No, I'm camera right now. I got some shit I got to take care of. But 100%, uh, I'm want to, you know, just have a real quick conversation with yeah, just a big leg for that moment. I mean, for me, at that point, too, like I knew who I was. And I was, like, yeah. 100% strong in my faith. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was shaking a little bit at times, but I never lost it.
1: And I yeah. always
3: kept my confidence. So I knew the type of player I was. So yeah. for me, like the outside noise and what people say and this, this, and that, it really didn't bother me. I, I promise you, honestly, really didn't a whole lot. Right. Um, it was, for me, it was some of the things I felt like people um, – who were close to me are, like, the ones who, you know, like, I'm very fortunate and thankful for the opportunity I did have at the university, and uh, they played a big part of my developmental, and just me growing. But I just feel like they kind of just lost, like, their trust in me in that aspect. That's kind of what hurt mm-hmm. me more than anything. But I always kept my confidence. So I knew, like, once I was going to get my opportunity, I was 100% going to take full advantage of it. So for me, the – not really paying too much to the outside noise. And at that point, man, it's just betting on yourself. You know, I was playing football since I was six years old. And, yeah. You know, God always showed me a lot of favor on me, and I knew, like, from that time, like, I want to be playing football for a very long time. Like, she did, my mom had a testament to it. Like, I told her, like, I want to play in the league, and I was a kid.
2: Yep, handed, so you did. <laughs> <I just laughs> never really
3: lost, like, that belief and that faith, and uh, it's a testament to where I'm at today.
2: Did, did Coach Malone teach you anything? That's what I want to know. Oh hell yeah. shoot! I don't know if I could did. That's my dog. That's my guy, man. I get a lot of credit to Coach
3: Malone.
1: Uh, definitely a great coach
3: and a hundred percent just the person he is. You ain't gonna find a lot of better people in the business than Coach Malone for sure. That's my guy
2: okay hopefully he's not listening all right okay
3: <laughs> thank you i appreciate you i gotta i gotta i gotta go take care of some business all right I I, you again congratulations
2: and congratulations and good luck we'll be we'll be checking you out
3: yes sir i appreciate you thank you all right now, Mom,
1: yes sir <laughs> we
2: we're sitting here how did you uh come up with your agent because for some of the moms and dad even dads out there listening, because that's going to be, for some people, a hard choice. Ooh, How did yes,
1: you guys so. come?
2: Okay, can you kind come of take Hill. us through that?
4: Yeah, so Juju, um, let's see, I think I started receiving calls from agents, oh, gosh, uh, junior year, possibly, but. Nothing serious. It, it was more or less like um, like the recruiting. Hey, they're following you. I've been following your son. Um, when we're able or when we get that, you know, because uh, you, know, you know there's ground rules you have to follow, but once we're able to communicate, hey, we would like to do this. So it was more like introductions that we first started to receiving. And then once it got to that process where it was legally able for Juju to communicate with agents, we we had some reservations you know we did the do's and don'ts um, these are the things that we're looking for uh we're looking for someone who is not going to carry you through just through the season of football but someone who is going to be able to carry you after football is over and that's those are the conversations that i was having like um you you you're getting a young man but how are you going to help this young man develop to become a man you know as he's going through this process uh, the dollar sign. How are you going to be able to help him with that? Um, what is this about for you? You know, you have to ask those tough questions and make them feel uncomfortable when you ask them because the more uncomfortable they are and if they're squeaming and, squir- you know, and they're just trying to find words to say, then you know, no, we need someone that's going to be headstrong, you know, quick with it and able to handle those tough questions. Um, we're looking for someone with experience. Um, and and there were several, and, and I I don't know if he's listening, but there was a few um, from home. Uh, we were very close friends with uh, Eugene Parker. Uh, okay. that was um, He's very close to our family, and, of course, you know, we all know that he has passed away. But, however, his partner, Roosevelt Barnes, was someone that was seeking Jew. And, you know, we had to ask the questions, well, what is it about Julius that makes you want to come after him? What are you going to get out of it? Um, um, how many years have, or, or experience, and then you have to do go through the back door. The questions that they wouldn't answer, then you have to do your research. We Googled everybody, okay, what were some of the things that happened while they were uh, in, in business, or um, how many people left the agency, uh, what happened during the time that you were being an agent. So we, we had to ask those questions, and not taking anything against uh, from Roosevelt or anyone else. But it's just some questions that we felt weren't being answered, you know, as earnest. Um, There's also those that I ask, uh, well, hey, um, for instance, you know, they they would make sure that, well, I have so-and-so, you know, I have a, a top corner that used to play in the NFL, and, you know, I think he would be good for Julius to be mentored with. Okay, fine. And then we had some that said we were asked, well, how many players do you have in the NFL now? Uh, none, none. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would say, well, I had so and so, and I had this player, but those players haven't played in the NFL as you know it's been about twenty some years, you know. And so the league has changed, people have changed, the money has changed, uh, corporate, everything has turned more corporate now. Politics is more involved. So it's different from then to now. So we ask, okay, well, how many people do you have, you know, that will be going uh, into the 2023 draft? Oh, well, I, I got one prospect. What? <laughs> so that, those are things that you have to really look at, you know, and, and, and do your research. Make sure that you know that they have good standings within the NFL league because there are a lot of agents that do not. Um, Make sure that when you look at that dollar sign, they're saying, hey, I was able to do this, but also how you help this individual with their investment, with financial advisors. Now, a lot of agents, some of the agents do not, I think, actually recruit them on saying how to find a financial advisor, but they just give their advice. So um, coming up to who uh, Juju chose is Jonathan um, Presley. Um, Jonathan... (laughs) He just dotted every I and crossed every T. But when we first met him, I, and, and I hope he's not listening. Well, he probably is. But uh, the first thing we said was, Juju, we, 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 you know, we're trying to stick with our own. And, and I'm being openly honest. And we both said it, that we were looking for agents that look like us. You know, we, wanted, we want more of us at the boardroom. We want more of us at the table. So we want more of us that could fight for us. So that's what we originally were looking for and he allowed me to be a part of that process but that's what we were looking for. And then once we got to that, um, we narrowed it down, you know, he narrowed it down to three. And one young man we really truly, really, truly loved, but however it just it, it wasn't that he we didn't have faith or confidence in him, but we was just we had to you know, sometimes you gotta do the process of elimination. So we had to see how long that he's been in the business. His dad was in the business for many, many years, so we knew he knew what he was doing. But, however, we're looking at him and not his dad. So when Jonathan came around, we was like, okay, Jonathan's been in the business for these many years. Jonathan um, has a family. Uh, Jonathan has these many players at this time. Um, Jonathan has these many players going into the combine. He has these many players who went to the senior bowl. He has these many players that um, are going into the NFL draft. Um, He had the experience. And then also we looked at who knows who. So he knows pretty well-known people that can get him to that next level after football. So it it, it just became real easy. And then – Find someone that will not talk to you just as an agent. Find someone that you can build that rapport and have a relationship with that makes you feel comfortable, that at that late night hour and you say, hey, this is going on in my life, not I need you to bail me out, but I need you to talk to me. And that's what Jonathan does. I can call Jonathan right now and say, hey, Jonathan, what's going on? Oh, and we'll just start having a conversation. It's not all about just football. It's not all about just Jew, he's also interested in what's going on within our family as well. So, and he's very supportive, and he has a supportive wife, and, and as I said, you know, just that process, he made it feel so easy. Now, no, he's not one of us, <laughs> but however, um, he, he has been around long enough that he knows how to relate. So he, he, Jonathan was just a, a great choice, and I, I was very proud of Julius Smith for making that choice.
2: Okay, that's great. That's great information. Uh, now, and I want to give so you can give the flowers out to Jan and Dennis. How instrumental was Dennis in in the process?
4: All right. Well, you know, Den Den played as Jan would call him. Played football. Um, so he was very instrumental. Can you can you, um, can you tell the listeners
2: where he played at? That, uh, that's important.
4: <laughs> you're really pushing it. You know, I'm going to say this, because I think my pastors listen, Pastor James Anthony Jackson from New Beginnings Fellowship in Indianapolis, Indiana, he told me to behave. So, <laughs> and I promised him that I would, because I know you're trying to take me there. But I want to be good. Um, my big brother, he played his college years at West Virginia.
3: Okay.
2: Anything okay. else you want we, me to say? Yeah, we could we possibly end this conversation now. But anyway, uh, take us through, before I bring Kim and Princess in, I want you to kind of take us through uh, sitting there. How nerve-wracking was it for sitting there doing the draft?
4: Oh, and <laughs> Um. So it it's a uh, so surreal moment because you really can't believe it's actually happening to you, and, and I don't know if other parents can say that, but that's exactly how I feel like this is really my life right now. This is really what we worked this hard for. And the thing is that people, these parents, I know um, I would say comedians, a lot of people make fun, like they'll say, uh, things like, yeah, they, they, they crying now because they about to get the millions, you know, and that's what they're crying <laughs> about, but no.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, because, you know, D.L. he he's good. He's one of those that's good at cracking jokes about, you know, uh, how these parents are looking on TV when they're about to make the millions. But that, for me, <laughs> is different because there's a journey and there's a process that people just don't understand. And I have a story. So my story just didn't start off. My son wasn't born with a silver spoon and I'm not taking anything away from his dad because they have a very good relationship. His father and Jude, you know, they're solid. But for us, it wasn't always like that. And, you know, of course, the the, the other parent is going to have something different to say, you know, at all times, but I primarily raised you on my own. And that's, you know, no shade to him, but I did. So, um, my story is a little different. I, I know of the struggles that people say, oh, well, we, you know, went through a few rough times. No, I went through a struggle, and, I, and I'm honest to say that because now I can thank God I'm here. Um, my journey was not always that easy, trying to get him back and forth to football practice, getting up at 530 and mad and, and cursing, you know, because I'm not a morning person. I didn't want to get up and get here. But I knew he had to be there, having to leave work early, pick him up from practice, bring him home, and then start all over the next day. You know, that, those things were, they were rough. To see how I got here, it's like it's almost a blur because it happened so quickly. And Ju stayed true to, him, to himself. And all I did was be supportive. I had people saying, you know, you're going to this week's game? You just went last week or you, you, you following him again. But however, they don't understand that there was times when Juju was at Iowa when he had got hurt, he didn't play. And that, for a kid or a young man, you know, that's someone that's all they think about is playing sports, it messes with their mental. Trust me. He would call me some days and be like, I'm so upset, Ma, I can't play, I'm on my way. I was jumping on that highway. So I wasn't going just to see him play football. I was going to support him and make him take his tail out there and watch his teammates play. I made Juju do that when he didn't want to. So when we got to this process, I saw that I was like, okay, Lord, now I get it. I had to go through all those journeys. I had to go through those, you know, late nights and those times with his siblings trying to figure out, you know, what's next, how I'm going to get to work, my car broke down, how this happened, how that's going to happen, how this is going to work. And I didn't always rely on other people's help. I, you know, did it on my own sometimes. And, yes, it was a tough struggle. But the struggle made us better and to help us to get to where we're at now. And so watching that draft, it wasn't just like, oh, my God, my son is really about to become an NFL player. It was looking back at the journey and saying, this is why we're here. It was worth it. The struggle is real. <laughs> Whoever say, you know, oh, dang, go. no, my son was not born with that silver spoon. We made it. And he made it on merit, God's grace and mercy alone.
2: Okay. Yes, wow. it was exciting. Well we're gonna look we're we're gonna have to get that book going. We're gonna have to help, boy help you publish I, I'm ready to book. write
4: it, trust me. <laughs> I'm ready to write it. All
2: right, Tim. Yes, uh um Serena
0: Columbus East High School, right?
2: For who? who did, that, that, was, that yeah. were you. Dennis were you went from there. Dennis. No, Dennis, oh, my, okay. Yeah,
4: oh. no. I'm from yeah, Fort Wayne, Indiana. No, so I graduated oh, okay. from Snyder High School in Fort Wayne.
0: Okay, I, I've met Dennis, and no, I know several of his boys from from the Columbus area. Um, yes. Yeah. Coming coming from Indiana, which is a state that's probably known a little bit more from for basketball, basketball. Than, than, yep. than football. You're right. Um, yes, you're right. Uh, how much of a of a drive was there from you with your son um, to pursue his uh, his dreams as a football player?
1: Um.
4: Are you saying drive as far as distance or are you saying like the drive within us The drive watch? within
0: you in terms, of, in terms oh. of keeping him motivated, keeping him encouraged that he wanted to okay. pursue football well, in, a, in an environment where basketball is really stressed in the
4: Exactly, exactly. So let me say this. Warren Township, and I'll say uh, Warren Central High School, uh, started really getting on the map. I, and, and please forgive me because I don't, remember the coach's name but one coach I can call out and who I truly love and I thank him so much every time I get the opportunity to opportunity to his name is Tutsi um, but there was a coach prior to him and, uh, and, and I'm sorry I can't remember his name but he helped get them on the map and then it became um, Ben Davis High School started getting on the map so we started becoming more and more known for football through these particular coaches um, um, our rival, when I was in at, at Fort Wayne and Snyder, our rival here was Carmel, and so we uh, Snyder and Carmel always was battling back to back when it came to football. Um, so it, it, I would say, you know, I know. Bobby Knight <laughs> had IU, you know, but Warren, they just started to sort. And 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 the thing is, I think once they started traveling, and started getting them out there. Because when we would travel, that's all we would hear is, they from Indiana. They don't know nothing but basketball. (laughs) You know, and that's all we would hear. When you just started um, on the uh, travel team here, Indy Select was the name of it. Um, That's all we would hear is from uh, places in Michigan, or we would go to Tennessee. We would go to uh, Illinois. um, Show these Indiana boys what's up. They're not on the basketball field. And that's exactly how they would treat us until – you know, they started showing them. So we had a lot of coaches that were part of these travel teams, uh, Team Guts. I think that's what their name. Please forgive me, Melvin, if he's listening. But um, they they started showing the youth um, that there's an outlet besides just basketball because that's all you would hear. What are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to be a basketball player. Or I'm going to be a this and I'm going to be a that. But I would say Warren Township really, really exceeded in getting these boys out here. And for Julius, and it's not my story to tell, but I'm going to make it as brief as I can. We had tragedy back in 2017, right before Juju graduated from high school. There was four young men and a beautiful mother. Her name is Krista Frazier. And there was several other young men that were involved in a fatal shooting. And this shooting that took place, two of the young men did pass away. Krista's son was one of them, Dijon Frazier. And uh, another young man passed. Another young man was shot, and another one, um, he survived. Julia started seeing these things. Um, um, it was just becoming repetitious for some reason. It was like after that happened, um, another young man, At Ben Davis was shot, and then another young man at Lawrence. And the day that I was giving Julius his graduation party, um, he was attending another funeral. So it was like he was just seeing all this stuff that I didn't witness growing up uh, a death like this. I, I never witnessed that. And so for him to start seeing these things, instead of him saying, okay, Succumb to these streets. Julie said, "I need an outlet. I need another avenue." And he did. And then Krista came, and once she got through her grieving process, and I think sometimes she does, she started loving on our boys. And Drew made a promise to her. He said, "I know Dijon is not here. He said, but I'm gonna make it, and you're gonna be proud of me." And Drew told her that. And so that was one thing that he decided to do. And so once he started elevating, then you started seeing other young men. Um, The young man that went to Alabama, oh, gosh, uh, Emil, I can't think of his last name. But, however, um, he went to Cathedral. And then his friends, you know, that he went to Iowa with from Decatur, Tyrone Tracy and D.J. Johnson. So it's like individual young men started helping putting – Indiana on the map. And so that's why I say we became more prominent now. We're not just looked up as a basketball team. We're also good at football. So when you look into the history of Warren Central High School, you'll see why.
0: Just sitting here listening to you, it's so impressive because I I think as much as you're uh, proud of your son, it's obvious uh, when you read between the lines the tremendous impact you've had on his life and uh, as a mother, as a guiding light, as a as a compass that sort of kept him from some of those uh, pitfalls that some of the other kids uh, had. So uh, I, I applaud you and, uh, and again, say Happy Mother's Day to you. David? Uh,
2: okay. Uh, Serena, gro- growing up, I know you weren't an Indianapolis coach fan because they probably were in Baltimore at the
1: time, but anyway <laughs> – <laughs>
2: what, team, what team were you following besides the Vikings where Dennis played for? Us? So what other team were you following? And uh, how excited <laughs> are you to be?
4: Okay, so if my came, cousin right day day in is then I know he, he's, he's going to tell me, uh, I know he's probably saying you suck, and I know my pastor's <laughs> going to talk about me too, but my parents, my mother <laughs> is from Marion, Alabama, and my father is from Sprott, Alabama. If anybody knows about the little towns, they're like 75 miles away from Birmingham. My family <laughs> is Roll Tide. I cannot stand. <laughs> I know they're talking about me. He's got something to say. But I was not a Roll Tide fan. I'm sorry. I know my people from Alabama. I know y'all got something to say. Y'all can get on me later. Um, and, and I know Davey said I, he talks about me all the time. But I was a Black guy fan growing up. I really was. I used to visit my uncle, um then his dad and you know my dad and them they talk about them buckeyes we were Buckeye fans i'm sorry i wasn't an indiana fan and as far as um nfl I, I'm, a, I'm okay see i need to be cautious but i i love the ravens I, i've always been a baltimore ravens fan so that's that's just i know call me backwards say whatever you want to say i don't care but that's just me i love the the, the you know the drive and the the defensive teams, and so I did. I, I was, I'm was. i sorry, that, that was me. Um, and Dennis know that. They know I'm not fake about that, but yes. Now, I, I did like the Colts. I, I enjoyed watching Peyton Manning and all them and Bob Sanders, as Juju would say. Um, I did. Uh, Marshall Falk, I, I enjoyed watching him play. I did. I really did. But, um, yeah, I was a Ravens fan. <laughs> but now okay. I'm going to switch the game a little bit.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna we'll bring princess in. I give you a little girl power. All right,
1: Miss Serena, I wanted to um, ask you about draft day. And after him being drafted, I think in the second round. Um, how long was it before he had to um, get to to Indy? Um, and how did that process go from happiness and then seeing him off, or did you go with him?
4: Oh, so actually, we didn't have to go anywhere because we're from okay. Indianapolis Indiana, that's so right. that's right okay yeah so we we didn't have to go anywhere, so that was lucky for him, but however, when we got that call so it it was like we were we were at a spot um it's called birdie's here in Indianapolis, and it was so many of us these guys that are renowned, and um it was just you know when we saw the trade and well actually it, it it really took a turn that Thursday night we were watching from um, my cousin's place and how everybody, how the NFL was just really, you know, it, it shocked us how they were doing a trade mm-hmm. and how we're, how they were picking a lot of our, our, our black young men, you know, to go in the first rounds. You know, that's you know, it's a little unusual. It was. But however, we was like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on here? They're trading this way. They're trading that way. And so we didn't know how things were going to go. Um, Juju's agent kept us a brisk, you know, by saying, hey, um, be prepared. He might go tonight. We were like, what? So um, that night we were like, okay, I think something's going to happen. And Juju's dad had kind of like called in and said, I got a feeling he's going to stay home. And we were getting, and I was receiving text messages saying, don't be surprised if Juju stays home because of the way that they were Um, The NFL was doing things. I'm still kind of, you know, lost and still trying to get educated on that piece of how they were doing the trades and and how they were taking, you know, uh, second round and third rounds. But when we got to that second round and I got that call from Juju's agent, he said, you ready? And I said, what? And then Ju got the call, you know, 317, and Juju thought it was a joke as well, but he said, um, welcome home. And I, you know, immediately, you know, I screamed and I was excited. But then I was was like, dang it, because I was ready to go. (laughs) I was ready to get up out of here, get through some warm weather. (laughs) My cousin Demi was like, come on to Tampa. I'm on my way. You know, he was ready to go. But it just shows you how God plans work because Jew also was predicted to go, projections to go in the third and fourth round. Wow. So, yeah, he was. And they was thinking, and his agent kept saying, you know, well, I think he's a solid, he's a solid third, maybe second, middle second or something. But for that to happen in his favor and the way God gave favor, we were just like, hey, we'll take it. So it, it was, it, I wouldn't say it was nerve-wracking. It was just anxious because you're sitting there and waiting to hear your name and waiting to hear that call. But once he got it, when he did, we still couldn't believe it because we were expecting third round.
1: Wow. Amen. Amen. Can you back up a little bit and tell us um, through your eyes how he handled the combine? Because, of course, that's right there, too, at Lucas Oil. So what was was he sending you feedback or calling you every night after each one of on um, the works. I think, you know, they had of course nah. the interviews and then and then they went out of course and, and he did all of the drills. Did he have, send any feedback or he just did his thing and came on home? Hey,
4: no, Juju did not even talk to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is
4: so private and he's so totally opposite. Anything that I want to know I have to call Jonathan. I have to call his agent. And 'cause Juju mm-hmm. be like, you know, he he's so focused. I'm going to say that he's so focused and he's so tuned in, and he gets rid of distractions. So I guess he, you know, assumed that I was a distraction because I do ask the questions, but that's only because I don't know. And so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn these things, and so he just, no, he just tuned us out. And he even said, uh, when I get ready to get up and run my 40, don't you call my name, don't yell, don't say (laughs) nothing. (laughs) So I was like, okay, you know. So during that time, though, in the Combine, um, Juice still was under the radar And mm-hmm. People just I'm the, You know they just counted him out That transfer you know it was a good thing But then also it, it, it kind of hurt him In certain ways because He did not have a lot on film At that time mm-hmm. when he left Iowa He did not he had his freshman year And he went from um, We had articles showing he was At that time a freshman he was a true freshman You know uh, Top five corner in the nation to, you know, kind of, you know, winging off, not being yeah. really recognized. And so once he got to Kansas State, that first year of him being there at Kansas State, okay, he did well, but he knew this was going to be his last year. He, he was done with his eligibility. So he knew he was going to, you know, kill it. And he did. Um, when he got yes. the invitation to the Senior Bowl, Juju put himself back on the map. And then in combine, I mean, I I say he broke records, but that's just me being a proud mom. But he performed outstanding to where he became recognized. And then when you would look him up, you would see his name, like, you know, y'all sleeping on him, stop sleeping on him. I would go to some other commentators or podcasts on YouTube and just, you know, I would just be sitting there proudly and smiling, like, listen to what they're saying because he had fallen under the radar. Nobody knew. But I'm going to say – the young man at uh, TCU, when when they played TCU, Juju played his tail off. I don't care what nobody, he was mediocre, he was okay, but when Quentin Johnson, and I say that is an honor, when that young man at TCU said Juju was one of his top best competitors, then there, I said, oh yeah, they're going to recognize. They're going to recognize because Juju had to play hard. What people also didn't know, Juju was playing with a bad wrist. So, when he played against TCU, and there's a image of my son. He just fell out on the ground and just put his hands up, and he was just praising, like, I did that. He um, Also, when he played against Alabama, we was like, you know you need to get that risk, you know, looked at, checked out, and have surgery." why are you playing against Alabama? My son looked at us and his agent and said, because I'm a competitor and I'm playing with a team, and I'm going to see this way through. And so, yeah. When he got to the combine, he was still playing with that bad wrist. And if he would have listened to me and continued to play track and run track and not listen to his coaches, he would have did a little better. But, however, <laughs> it, got, it got him where he's at. It, it don't really matter. But, however, when he, he ran, he said, Mom, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. So he did talk about what they put them through, um, uh-huh. the vigorous workouts, um, the mental uh, aspects of things because, you know, it, you want to make sure that you're getting the right fit. So he had to always think, you know, he had to be quick. He had to um, answer questions without having that silent moment or using the um, will, um, you know, he had to speak with intelligence. Um, So that right there, I think made people uh, made him stand out and people recognize the coaches started to recognize. I was, sitting in front of a gentleman that was, uh, he wasn't actually there recruiting, but uh, he was from the XFL with um, Dwayne, the Rock, and he uh, is a recruiter. And when I i did like a sigh or something I did, a motion, and he tapped me on the shoulder, he said, Mom, you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> so when he said that to me, I was like, ooh, okay. So, um, hmm. yeah, the combine really, really helped. I think the senior bowl, honestly, put him on the map in the TCU game.
1: You mentioned your agent and how they were talking about, what were some of the expectations um, or teams that were interested in the draft? Where did you think he was going to fall or what you do for the agent? Was it Tampa? Was it Indy? What name, what teams did they bring up? Honestly, the the teams that um, Jonathan and
4: I talked about and Ju, um we really thought he was going to Pittsburgh. Uh, they were wow. heavenly recruiting him. They really were. They enjoyed him. Um, we we just thought that you know that was a great fit. Even you know my big brother Tracy Foster, we we thought that he was a great fit at at um um there also Seattle because they're known for their corners. You know you know you mm-hmm. see my son is statued, You know he's six. Three, they say 6'3". three. I say 6'4". four. But anyway, <laughs> um they're they're known for taking Paul corners like that so we were thinking Seattle Um, we didn't rule out Tennessee and we definitely didn't rule out uh, Baltimore because of how he is as a defensive player so those would have been the top ones that we were looking at Um, so but the home team you know it it was just amazing I know that they did like him when they talked to him Uh, from my understanding I believe Juju either uh, did Zoom Or in person, so, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, so he'll correct me later. But um, I believe that's what we were looking at. And none of the teams that, when I talked to Jonathan, his agent, Jonathan has said,
1: he's phenomenal.
4: They all love him. No one had anything to say Um, negative. They all were very impressed with him. Even, you know, Jonathan said once he got off the plane and stood in front when he was standing in front of people, they were just at awe. Like, oh my gosh, look at this guy, you know. um, He's a freak of nature, a freak of nature, excuse me, to have those long arms, you know, Mm -hmm. and to be as tall as he is. You know, we had uncles that were seven feet tall. So, you know, they contributed. And, you know, I'm not that short. I'm not that short.
1: (laughs) Amen. Well, congratulations, congratulations hey. on the journey. Um, as you said, it hasn't always been smooth, but it was preparing no. you for this day. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and look at it now. Um, I can't yeah. wait to follow you. I'm gonna. I'm going to be looking at the Colts games you. and and. Yes, um,
4: yes, yes. We're looking forward to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Duck and Tim, you want to say bye? Thank you again, Miss Serena. Thank Ms. Serena. you. Thank
4: you.
2: Uh, Serena, I'm so proud of you behaving. So uh, thank you for coming on again. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs>
4: that's, that's only now. But, you know, I, I got your number. I can call you back. <laughs> Happy Mother's I Day. I want to thank you guys for um, recognizing me and um, my uh, my son. Thank you to my big brother, Dennis, um, for also saying, hey, go ahead and do it. It would be a great opportunity for you all. Um, just to everyone that's going through this process, um, there, there, it is a journey. It's not as easy as we make it look at the end. Trust me, the end, everybody shines at the end. But who's, going, who's willing to be there with you and go through it when you're going through it, those are the ones that you need to keep um, close-knit. So I have a great support system. I have a family that loves us. I have a strong village. I'm going to be honest. I have lost a few along the way, um, and this is going to happen, so be prepared. You know, you're going to get – some people are going to stray away because they don't understand. And I know my Mm -hmm. girlfriends are listening. I love y'all dearly, but it was times when they said, you left us. You're not part of the girlfriend group anymore. That wasn't (laughs) it. You know, I, I never left them. I never did. But, however, I had to channel into other priorities. And now I think they recognize why sometimes I wasn't always available to them. Um, my, yeah. other, my children, you know, I have to thank them as well. Deja, Ashley, Channing, Chandra, uh, Melina. Uh, I have to say, you know, it was times where they probably felt a little slighted, like you should go, juju, 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 juju. But however, once they saw this happening to their little brother, they also stepped up their roles, and, mm-hmm. and we all became you know, we collaborated together to see my son get to this point. So I'm just grateful to them all and to our, our list, your listeners. And, you know, if anything that we can do, please just reach out to me. I can't tell you what my social media pages, names, and all that stuff is, but Serena <laughs> folks, just reach out. And anything that I can give advice to help uh, a parent or parents through this process, um, I'm willing to do. Um and one thing you, de- you did ask about my agent, when I asked him could I speak to um, his current players that he had or parents that uh, dealt with him, he gave up their information with no problems. Like, yeah, here, call him, talk to him. And he didn't, you know, uh-huh. rehearse things with them, and that's something else to look for. If they're willing to allow you to talk to someone else that went through that process, then, you know, go with that. Are pretty legit yeah. and I've had some that would not allow me to say, No, you if, if you do sign with me, I have some of those. Once he signs with me, then we're all good. Once he signed, we're all good. And then I have said, no, here, go ahead, call him, talk to him.
1: Sure, no problem. So look for those as well. Well you got a great support system. About a hundred people have called into the show and listened to the entire interview. Oh, wow. Um oh. for sure. So <laughs> I, I bet you your your pastor is on listening to you. So, oh, but yeah. thank you, <laughs> thank, hey, you. Hey, thank uh, you, you did well. Hey, you didn't let Doug hey, 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 uh, brought hey, you hey, up, yes sir.
2: Princess, I need I need to have that pastor's number, please. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> now, now you are about to make me forget what he said. <laughs>
4: Thank Look, you, you
1: my pastor <laughs> yes. is from
4: Mobile, Alabama. He is the realest huh. pastor you will ever meet. And he already knows, because the first day he met me, we were talking, and I was just going in and going in. And I said <laughs> something to him, and I said, Pastor, I have to be honest. Um, I'm a sailor. I curse a lot. And my pastor said to me, he said, I know I've been praying ever since you sat in that chair. <laughs>
1: so, trust me, there's nothing
4: you can say to Pastor Jackson that he is not aware of. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna end the show right there. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> have a
1: great evening. Thank you for being a part of the show. <laughs> go coach. Let's go coach. Go coach. All right. All right. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. And that's Thank it for you. now. We'll see you all tomorrow night um, with Sports Talk with K Walk. Duck. Have a great evening. Tim Moore. Have a great evening. Oh, oh, K Walk yes. is on Wednesday now, not tomorrow. Oh, oh, that's right. It's oh. This is Monday. Yeah. yeah I'm doing, really it's it, it, yeah, it, it's happening in sports and uh the basketball. Oh, that's right. Basketball. I wanna talk basketball. I wanna talk Philadelphia 76 with him more. Oh, I oh can't wait to talk basketball. Oh no. I wanna talk oh, James Christmas. Harden to oh, no. To nine point
0: Christmas.
2: nine point James <laughs> Oh, hey, Tim, she go. You know she's gonna be on tomorrow. Okay, all right, <laughs> precious. <princess.
1: laughs> <laughs> Have a great evening, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night. Never had it so good. <laughs>